Welcome to the Grow to Gold podcast. On today's episode will be a live recording of the Monday Zoom session of Andy Andrews' book, The Seven Decisions. Super excited to jump into this one. And without further ado, we're going to get right into it. So decision one is the buck stops here. This decision is all about accountability. It's all about taking ownership because nothing in life changes unless you take accountability. So we're jumping right in. So if decisions are choices and our thinking dictates our decisions, this is powerful, then we are exactly where we are right now because of our own thinking. The responsible decision for personal success is a key. It represents the beginning. Taking responsibility for your past will segue you into an extraordinary future of your choosing. So there's a lot of people that are not taking accountability for where they are right now. And it's everybody else's fault. It's the economy's fault, the president's fault, COVID's fault, if you're listening to this during the pandemic. But there's a lot of things that will always be outside of your control. But it's super important that if you truly do want to make a decision to change your life, it all starts with taking accountability. You are never going to grow if you're always pointing the finger at somebody else for why you are not where you want to be in your life. So very important. The buck stops here. This might be tough. And there's crazy things that have happened to everybody, right? Everybody has things in their past. But you have to accept responsibility for your past wholeheartedly and totally. But you're also responsible for your success. I am exactly where I am today. And that's mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially because of the decisions that I have made in my life up until this point. And that's something that you really need to be able to take accountability for. And again, good or bad, right? If you're not where you want to be right now, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, take responsibility for that. If you're in a good place in some of those categories, but not all, take accountability for that. My decisions have always been governed by my thinking. Everything starts with how you are thinking, the questions that you're asking yourself. We talk about this all the time. I am where I am today in all areas because of how I think. Today, I will begin the process of changing where I am and will do that by changing the way that I think. Again, this is a thinking game. If you're on last Monday's call, your mind is like Google. Whatever questions you're asking yourself, whether they be empowering or disempowering, your brain is going to work on finding those answers. So you have to change the way you think. And to do that, you have to take accountability. Very important. From this point forward, my thoughts will be constructive. They will not be destructive. You are literally destroying your chances of having the future you want by asking yourself negative disempowering questions. And you have to be aware of the thoughts that are going through your mind. Very important. My mind will live in solutions of the future. It will not dwell in the problems of the past. I will seek the association of those who are working and striving to bring about positive changes in the world, which is why I absolutely love this community. And if you're listening to this call live on Monday, love you. Thank you so much for being here. If you're listening back to a recording on this, try and make these Monday calls because the Q&A sessions and engagement afterwards, the people, the energy, the culture, the growth, all of this together, this is how you change your mindset because you realize that there's other people that are out there living in the same world as you that are somehow managing to bring themselves to a positive place, which makes it feel like it's possible for you. I will never seek comfort by associating with those who have decided to be comfortable. I will not 
hang out and associate with people that are comfortable in mediocrity. If you want to be great, you have to associate with people that are reaching for more. If you hang out with five comfortable people, guess what? You're going to be the sixth. So don't let that happen to you. When faced with the opportunity to make a decision, I will make one. If I make the wrong decision, I will make it right. The rise and fall of my emotional tide will not deter me from my course. I'm not going to let my emotions manage me. I'm going to manage my emotions. When I make a decision, I'm going to stand behind it. I will waste no time on second thoughts after I make my decision. My life will be an apology. My life will not be an apology. I apologize. It will be a statement. Write that one down and write it the right way, not the wrong way that I just said it. My life will not be an apology. It will be a statement. That is a very, very powerful, powerful statement right there. And we all know people that are living life as an apology rather than a statement. You need to be living as a statement. In the future, when I'm tempted to ask the question, why me? I will immediately counter with the answer, why not me? Challenges are a gift. They are an opportunity to learn. Problems are the common thread running through the lives of great men and women. In times of adversity, I will not have a problem to deal with. I will have a choice to make. That is so freaking powerful because we all know people, and maybe you've been this person in the past, where when something comes up, it's just ugh, another problem to deal with. No. The powerful way to look at that and to change your thinking with the buck stops here for decision one is you just have a choice to make. One is way more empowering. The other one is way more disempowering. So think about that. The way you think is exactly why you, why you are where you are right now. So take accountability and understand that the buck really does stop with you. And here's the exercises that if you're listening to this live, we're going to read through them quickly. If you're listening to this in a recording, pause it after you hear this. Go through this. We've all read these books before that have amazing exercises in the middle of them, but if you don't do them and you just read the book, you're really not getting out of this what you're designed to get out of it. So put in the work to do the exercises so you can really get all of the benefits of this amazing work. So decision one exercise, take personal inventory. To take responsibility for your life, you must first take personal inventory of exactly where you are right now. So very simple. On a scale of one to 10, one being totally miserable and you're completely failing and 10 being outstanding. Rate how you feel you're doing in each of the following categories. Emotionally, one to 10. Physically, financially, spiritually, socially, professionally, and with your family. How are you doing in those categories? Rate yourself honestly on a scale of one to 10. Okay, this, all, this exercise will only work if you're being honest with yourself so you can get a fair assessment. And then the second piece of this decision one exercise is learning from your failures. What has been your biggest failure so far in your life's adventure? What came out of that experience? What did you learn? How is your life now different or better as a consequence of this failure? Those are the two exercises that correlate perfectly with decision one because it starts by you taking full accountability and understanding where you are today so you can figure out where you want to go. And then also looking at that failure and seeing what really came out of it and reshaping it to a point where maybe you look at it back in hindsight and it really did set you up for something much better where in the moment it might have felt like your world was, world was crumbling 
But in reality, it was really redirecting you to a place that now your life is in a totally different place. So think about that. So decision two. Decision two, I will seek wisdom. Your past cannot be changed, but you will change your future by changing your actions today. The, decisions to act, or the decision to actively seek wisdom helps us to craft lives of extra, extraordinary achievement. A wise person will cultivate a servant's spirit. For that particular attribute attracts people like no other. As I humbly serve others, their wisdom will freely be shared with me. Often the person who develops a servant's spirit becomes wealthy beyond measure. And then this is really important. Many times a servant has the ear of the king and a humble servant becomes king for he is the popular choice of the people. He who serves the most grows the fastest. I will become a humble servant. I will not look for somebody to open my door and I will not look to open the door for someone or sorry, I will look to open the door for someone. Um, Guard your associations carefully. Anytime you tolerate mediocrity, right? Anytime you tolerate people who are comfortable, anytime you surround yourself with those types of people in your choice of companions, you become more comfortable with mediocrity, um, you know, in your own life. So it, it really does, you know, you can't say this enough. We can't stress this enough. Look at the people around you. Are they bringing you up? Or are they bringing you down? Sometimes having people, you know, it's, it's the learning loop. This just takes me back to the learning loop really quickly, right? Like you do want to have some people that you can teach. You want to have some people you can learn from, and then you want to have some people you can practice with. And then that's when you can continuously grow because once you learn it, you don't really know it until you've practiced it and then you can teach it. And then once you can teach it, you know it. So again, surrounding yourself with the right people. If a lazy person isn't an irritation to you, it's a sign that you've already accepted mediocrity. Uh, uh, oh my God, I can't even say that word. Anyways, uh, in your own life. So like, hold your associations to a higher standard just as you should want them to do the same for you, right? So when you, when you start leading by example, based upon what your values are, that's when, and your actions start to align with your values. That's when you're, that's when you're truly on purpose and then people will respond to that. So exercises for decision two, again, the amount of input, the amount of output that you get out of these exercises is directly correlated to what you put in. So taking the time, pausing this video, if you're watching it on replay, pausing this podcast if you're listening to it, taking some time. So the second decision teaches us that to a large degree, we are who we spend our time with. So this is going to get a little, uh, you know, this might get a little uncomfortable for you, but list out everyone you consider to be in your inner circle, those closest to you um, who, who influence you in your life. And next to each name, put an arrow to denote which direction that person is leading you. And be honest, be as honest as possible with yourself. Do you see any patterns? You know, is the majority of the people in your inner circle lifting you up or dragging you down? Right? A good balance. Again, are you 
Are there some people that are, you know, if they're dragging you down, it's one thing, but if, if you're, you're helping them, you know, kind of bring them up, then, then you're teaching, right? And that's okay. And if they're above you and they're, you're learning from them, then that's perfect as well. And then everybody wants to be moving in the same direction. And that's the key here. What's up next there, Brett? Love it. Decision three, I'm a person of action. My future is immediate. I will grasp it in both hands and carry it with running feet. I will not sit, wait, and simply hope that it works out well. When I am faced with the choice of doing nothing or doing something, I will always choose to act. Become a person of action. It's a choice, not a process. The reality is you either are a person of action or you are not. We all know these people that are always getting ready to get ready. Do not be that person. There is somebody, and I love this quote, and some of you have been tuning in for a while, have heard this over and over again. There is somebody out there right this very moment that is living your dream with way less talent than you simply because they decided to take action. Let me say that again. There is somebody out there right now that has built your dream business. They are in your dream relationship. They are driving your dream car and living in your dream home. And they do not have your natural talent. But they are living in your dream home, driving your dream car, living your dream relationship, and have started your dream business simply because they decided to take action. So be a decided person. Fear is nothing but a misuse of your natural creativity. That is a mind-blowing statement. Fear is nothing but a misuse of your natural creativity. We as human beings are all creative. And if you are not properly channeling it, that creativity can scare the shit out of you. So again, when you are scared, and this is such a beautiful way to process this, it is nothing but a misuse of your natural creativity. Fear may have outweighed your desire to make things better for your family, but you must decide to never let it happen again. When you hold yourself back, you are robbing your family of the things they deserve. Because if you put your desires into action and you started living your dreams, the life that you could provide your family would be beyond inspirational. And you owe it to them to take action and be a decided person. And here's some perspective, and this is another powerful one. I'm telling you this, this training of all that we've done is packed with so many amazing nuggets. We are all either in a crisis, we're coming out of a crisis, or we're headed for a crisis. It's just part of being on this planet. Things may feel horrible right now, but you're still here, which means you haven't finished what you were here to do. So again, and I love this perspective, we are all either in a crisis right now, we're coming out of a crisis or we're headed for a crisis. But if you're still here, it means you have work to do. It means you're not finished. It means the vision is not complete. And it means there's more action that needs to be taken. So harness your creativity and start taking action. And it's important for you to understand that things are always going to get harder before you level up. 
And every time you reach for that new level, you're going to reach new, unexpected, and probably more challenging uh, tasks, right? Or, or problems that you're going to have to figure out. But again, it's a decision to be made. And here's the exercises for decision three. Again, if you're listening in real time, pause it. We'll come back to it. But get these exercises done. Don't just listen to this and not do the work. This one's about overcoming fear. Fear debilitates action. So where has your fear hindered your progress? Write that down. Go into detail, whether you're writing down pen to paper in a journal, you're typing this out in your notes section. Honestly, ask yourself, where has fear hindered your progress in the past? Where is it hindering your progress today? What action needs to be taken? And then step one, to overcome fear, you have to first identify it. So identify five places in your life and business where fear has hindered your progress. Step two, what if fear was no longer a factor? So state an affirmative decision for each of the fears you listed in step one. What actions are you committed to consistently taking to make your fears irrelevant? Then create a list of action steps for moving beyond each fear, right? So write them out, then write what steps you're going to take in order to overcome those fears. We all know what we have to do. It always comes back to just taking action. And what you're going to do by doing this is you're putting in the work to eradicate your fears. Because anytime you take action, the first thing you always look back and say to yourself is, wow, I should have done that sooner. Because we all have a way of blowing up in our own mind how scary that dragon's going to be that we're going to encounter. But when we inevitably end up slaying it, we look back and we say, you know what? I made that out to be a much bigger thing in my own head than it actually turned out to be. So you never regret that action you ended up taking. So that's decision three. Kyle, go ahead. Decision four. All right. Decision four. Um, I have decided, sorry, I have, I have a decided heart. Um, so this one is the clarity of your vision you maintain in your mind is directly proportional to the effectiveness of your actions. When you have a decided heart, it's an unwavering, thing in the face of continual challenges and setbacks and that ensures a victory and a lifetime of greater fulfillment so i do not procrastinate right this is a decision we make i do not procrastinate all of my problems become smaller when i begin to confront them head on when i close that gap between the anxiety of something that i have to do and when I, had it, when I decide to just confront it head on, the closer I close that gap or the, the narrow that gap, the less time you spend stressed about the thing that you have to do. So I will not wait. I am passionate about my vision for the future. More people fail at what they attempt because of an undecided heart than for any other reason, right? When you get on purpose, when you stick, to your decisions and you just keep trying, failure is inevitable, right? Confidence is gained through failure, through taking action, figuring out what you need to work on. What, whatever you fail at, that just clarifies what you need to work on. That's perfect because then the second attempt means that you have clarity in what you need to work on. The second attempt is going to be better. But if you are undecided, if you are questioning yourself, wavering, then you're going to give up. So successful people make decisions quickly 
and they change their minds slowly. So write this one down. Successful people make decisions quickly, change their minds slowly. They try, they try, they try, they try. Unsuccessful people, and this is where the difference is, they make their decisions slowly and then they change their minds really quickly, right? They never give it a chance or they give it one chance or two chances and they say, this is too hard. Many people spend so much time analyzing the decisions they have already made that they don't have any energy left to actually do what they decided. When you exhibit a decided heart and commit yourself to the fulfillment of the vision you have chosen, your life will never be the same. People will follow you everywhere, right? Seeking your wisdom and your advice, all because you have a decided heart. Challenges that you previously thought were mountains in your life will melt at your feet when you have a decided heart. Clarifying where you want to go, who you want to become, right? Have you ever asked yourself, what is your happy place? Have you ever asked yourself, what, what does it look like when you're happy? Where do you want to be? Right? Because if we don't clarify that, we don't have that target. We can't hit a target we can't see. And then we're not going to make the decisions based upon that target. So then we're going to waver. We're going to try something and we're going to not want to do it. But if we figure out what that end result is or what that looks like for us, then the, then the decisions we make are just the decisions to overcome the obstacles that are in our, in our path, right? So you have a vision for a reason. You dream for your life and your family. Uh, it's in your heart for a reason, yeah. So like you dream, your dream for your life and your family is in your heart for a reason. That passion is part of you, so go proceed, just go. Like you are the smartest person for your life. You don't need permission from anybody anymore. Just take it, go. To wait, to wander, to doubt, to be indecisive, to deny it. That is to deny the world of who you are and what you will become. It's you are the smartest person, nobody else. Comparing ourselves to the Joneses, trying to keep up to the Joneses, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Everybody has their own life. We are the smartest person for ourselves. Take control. And then this one, discipline is sacrificing the life you want to live right now for the life you want to live for decades. Putting in the hard work now is so that you can live that life for the rest of your life. So exercises for decision four. At this point, you've identified numerous areas for growth and even committed to some actions. But now, based on what you've learned about yourself, I want you to choose three specific decisions that you have made in the course of working through these exercises, whether that's pushing through your fears, um, you know, whatever that is. For each decision, write all of the reasons why it's important to you. Because if we don't know the why, then we are much less likely to actually implement. So why is it a must? What will following through on these decisions give you and your family? What will that look like? What will that change look like? How will it change your life? The drivers behind your decisions are what will give you energy to see them through. The why, 
the why is the driver. If we want to do it for our friends or family, for our health and our happiness, that will drive us. That will give us the energy to see it through. The more powerful the driver, the more committed you'll become. So eliminating those debilitating beliefs is another big challenge. It's, it's one of the biggest challenges to having a decided heart are our conscious and unconscious limiting beliefs. Whether we think they're there or not, they're often, they're, they're, they're pretty much always there, especially when there's fear involved. Limiting beliefs often translate into negative self-talk, such as I can't do it, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I can't make it work. You know, there's so many different limiting beliefs which really have no constructive value. They really don't. We all had to learn to ride a bike at some point. We all had to learn how to walk at some point. But when you are two years old and you're trying to walk, you don't sit there and say, well, I can't do this. You learn, you push through because, well, because you know you, you want to walk. You see everybody else around you doing it. You're not limited by any beliefs. But then at some point along the way, we start to limit ourselves. Society norms. What does society tell us to do? So many of these limiting beliefs are hidden away from our conscious mind. They are deconstructive to our growth until they are un- uncovered, understood, dismantled, and released. Often, often simply becoming conscious of the limiting beliefs can help to dissolve them and get you moving forward. So again, don't be scared of these. Write these down. Bring them out. Bring them to the surface because that's when you can grow and learn to overcome them once you've accepted them, understood them, brought them to the surface. What are they? So what are the five limiting beliefs that you have about yourself? Everybody can list five. Think back to the fears that you previously listed in the, uh, um, earlier in the, in the uh, presentation in the overcoming fears exercise. Because behind uh, each fear is at least one limiting belief that you hold about yourself. So uncovering those, uncover those limiting beliefs, write them down, and learn to release them. Like I actually write, like I've, I've done this a few times. I write them down. I take a lighter. I go into the garage. I light a match, and I burn it. And it is, and then it's, it's just like a, it's like a light switch just goes off. You just, at that moment, you just drop it. And you push through and you stop limiting yourself. And you, then you realize, holy crap, some of the stuff I can do and the things that I can't right now, I'm learning. And I'm just going to push through it. So when you get those limiting beliefs written out, you flip the script, right? So write them out. Maybe before you burn it, you can flip the script. Write down a new positively stated belief for each negative one. Flip it. Flip the focus. Start asking ourselves empowering questions. Those are the constructive ones. Those are going to be the questions that help you um, to help you figure out how and why you want to do these things. The process. That's, uh, that basically summarizes decision four. If, if you're not convinced by now that uh, you know, there's some work to be done and then there's some vulnerability and some insecurity and some limiting beliefs that you have, some fears that you have, if you haven't figured out that 
you know, everybody in this world has gone through this, still goes through this. You're not alone. You know, this is, this is where it's at. This is time to take action and, and just make that switch right now. You can decide. Love it. Powerful. Great job on that one, Kyle. Decision five, I will choose happiness. This is very important. I urge you to choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice. There are so many things about which we can choose to be happy. Happiness is not some emotional phantom that's floating in and out of your life that you have once in a while and then it's gone, right? Happiness is not something that happens to you. It's something you choose. You can choose happiness every single day. Laughter and enthusiasm are the fuels that move the world. The world belongs to the enthusiastic and people will follow them anywhere. That is the number one trait of a successful leader. They paint an enthusiastic vision. They're not negative. They're people that move the world forward and they're happy. People follow happy people. I promise you that. Happiness, true happiness comes from deep within yourself. And again, it is a choice. Happiness comes from a grateful heart. It is impossible to be ungrateful and happy simultaneously. Depression, anger, resentment, and other low emotions may arise, but a grateful spirit keeps you from feeling sorry for yourself. The seeds of depression cannot take root in a grateful heart, and there is always something to be grateful for. There is always a lesson, even in the darkest of times. There is always a lesson. There is always a silver lining. If you are going through the worst point in your life right now, I promise you if you look hard enough, somewhere there is a silver lining. Somewhere there is something to be grateful for. You just have to look for it. Condition yourself on a daily basis to find things to be grateful for. That's your reticular activating system, your RAS. If you wake up every single morning and you write in a gratitude journal all day long, if this is something you're doing consistently, your mind is going to look for other things to be grateful for because you know that you've made a commitment to work the next day and write something down that you're grateful for. And pretty soon, your mind starts to find all these things to be grateful for. But when it comes to gratitude, sometimes we think too big. Just the fact that you got a chance to wake up this morning and 150,000 plus people didn't, especially with COVID, the fact that you have another shot, the fact that your heart is beating, that you can see, that you can speak, that you can hear, these are all things that we take for granted. But you have those things. You're listening to this Zoom call, whether you're on a $1,000 iPhone or you have a $1,000 computer or you have a hand-me-down iPhone that you got from a family member. Be grateful for it. A lot of people don't have that. Become the possessor of a grateful spirit. Find gratitude for situations that make you struggle because struggles make you stronger. It's the butterfly trying to break out of the cocoon. What happens when you try and help a butterfly break out of its cocoon? It doesn't release the, 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 what it needs into its wings to be able to have that structure that makes it fly and it ends up dying. Be grateful for your struggles. They are pushing the liquid into your wings that are making you able to fly right now. Understand that there's light at the end of every tunnel. You are grateful for a way out because you will be able to lead others out. Grateful people are leaders. Find a way to be grateful. There's always something to be grateful for. I promise you it is a decision. You can choose to be negative or you can choose to be positive. The choice is yours. 
It's amazing how when you condition yourself to have a grateful attitude, you will find yourself expressing gratitude and multiplying that feeling in your life. I believe opportunities come from our associations. Think about it. Our opportunities, our encouragement, our information and knowledge are most likely to come from other people. And that is exactly why we must become people whom others want to be around. If you're negative, if you're depressed, if you're always anxious, if you're always scared, if you're always afraid to face your fears, probably it's because you're surrounding yourself with people that are like that, right? If you want to be a millionaire, hang out with five millionaires. If you want to be depressed and broke, hang out with five people that are depressed and broke. It all starts by changing your proximity, but you have to change yourself internally and the way you think and the way you view the world in order to gain access to those other circles. You have to do the work internally. That's how you can gain access to those people, and that's why you have to make the choice to be happy. Too many people do it backwards. They think, okay, I'll be happy when I get this. No. Flip the script. You have to be happy. You have to make the choice to change your thinking and do the work internally in order for those things to be attracted to you. It starts inside. You can't outsource that. Keep that in mind because I know a lot of people and I've even felt like that in my life where it's like when I get this, then I'm going to feel this way. No, no, no. Make yourself feel that way first and then the other thing will come. That's how it goes. People want to be around happy people, not whiners. Nobody in here wants to hang out willingly with somebody that whines and complains about things. So ask yourself honestly, am I that person from time to time? If the answer is yes, you need to start taking accountability and you need to start understanding that that's not the type of person that happy people want to be around. So you have to flip the script a little bit. Again, it starts internally. Happy people get more opportunities because opportunities come from people. And people are attracted to happy people. And obviously, if that's the case, opportunities are going to translate into financial success. So if you want to make some more money, if you want to be in that better relationship, if you want to have a better circle of friends, it starts by changing your proximity. But if you're not happy, right, and everywhere you go and every time you're out, you're talking about how things aren't going right in your life, don't be surprised if you're not hanging out with happy, grateful people, because misery loves company. So if you're going out and you're talking about how your job isn't great and you're so happy it's the weekend and you can't wait to throw back a couple of drinks and just forget life, typically the only people that are going to engage in that conversation are people that feel the same way. So understand if you want to be around happy people, you have to start having a little bit of a different conversation. And it's totally okay if you need to fake it until you make it. That's fine. But you're going to feel so much better just being around happier, more grateful and genuine people that eventually it's going to become who you are. But it's totally okay in the beginning if you're doing this from an intentional perspective to get yourself around better people because they will rub off on you. And then you're going to turn around and start doing the same thing for other people. But understand that it starts internally and that happiness is a freaking choice. And you can make that choice today. This is one of my favorite quotes. Some of you don't even realize how you light up rooms and inspire people just by being you. You're literally magnetic and don't even realize it. There are people that I promise you, you are inspiring right now. And maybe they're not coming out of the woodwork and telling you to your face. But in this world of social media that we live in, 
I promise you, when you post that photo at the gym, when you share that podcast you're listening to, when you share that passage in the book that you're reading, there are other people gaining benefit from that. So don't stop doing it. Keep doing it because I promise you you're helping people. So just understand the power that you have and how magnetic you are and that you make a difference. You matter. Everything you do matters. That's how much power you have. So decision five exercise. What are some incredible moments to remember that you've had during the past week, month, year, whenever? What are some just incredible moments that you close your eyes, you think about, and you smile? It could be a big event or a simple moment. Capture 10 of those moments right now to help you cultivate an attitude of gratitude. There are so many. When you train your mind to think about abundance and gratitude and you go back through the, through the highlight reel of your life and you think of just 10 moments that give you happiness, that should fill you with gratitude. That should make you smile from ear to ear. And if they're that powerful, it might even make you cry. That's the type of moments that you're going for. The smile exercise. Smiles are contagious. Smiles affect your biochemistry. Smile for the next 60 seconds as you remember something you like to do for fun. And then think to yourself, why do I enjoy doing it? What benefits do I gain by pursuing that passion? Feel your smile through your entire body, including your breathing. And now ask yourself, how do you feel? 60 seconds of smiling and just thinking about things you love to do. You made that feeling come into your body from literally smiling and just thinking about positive thoughts. Now imagine if you lived your life that way. Imagine if everybody around you lived their life that way. How would you feel? What would, what would that group of people collectively be able to do? Think about the ripple effect that that would cause. That's the power that we have. And then I love this one. Act like a dog. What if you made it a point to try and make the cashier at the checkout or the waiter at the restaurant smile, right? When you just see a dog and you just smile because everybody loves dogs. How might focusing on sharing joy with someone you don't even know positively affect your attitude and life experiences? If your day-to-day and your goal was to just spread joy and make other people smile, I guarantee you, you would have a more positive viewpoint of the world. Because too many people are sitting in front of their freaking TVs and watching the mainstream media right now, and I don't care what side of the aisle you fall on, and they are just blown away by how negative the world is right now. But why not act like a dog? Why not just make people smile? Because we all have that capability. We all have it inside of us to share that joy with somebody else. The ripple effects you can have being a positive, upstanding member of society are monumental. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for that because we're all waiting for somebody else to lead the charge. The charge starts with you. That's decision five. Go ahead, Kyle. That was powerful, Brett. Uh, I just wanted to say one thing. If you want to um, make a cashier uh, smile when you're, when you're checking out, you have to buy a mask with a big smile on it. 
but uh, I've seen a few of those and they make me laugh every time. You just put the, uh, get the smile on the outside of the mask, but you know, you can imagine like the times that we're living in now, right? Like not seeing that smile all the time when people are wearing masks and, and that's, you know, that is really contributing to a lot of the depression that's out there, right? Like happy hormones are released in our bodies when we see a smile. That's why we feel good. So, you know, do your part. It's, it takes, it takes us doing our part to smile, to go out of our way, to, to be happy, just like Brett was talking about. And then that's how we change the world. That's how we change it for us and for everybody else around us. So getting into decision six, I will greet this day with the forgiving spirit. This one, honestly, it's like, it's almost decision number one, right? It, it's, we're going to talk, we're going to get into this, but forgiveness, it, you know, it, it's so, so, so important. And um, it is a secret that is hidden in plain sight. You know, think about this. It costs nothing, right? But it's worth everything. It's worth millions. It is available to everyone and used by few. If you harness the power of forgiveness, you will be sought after and regarded highly. And not coincidentally, you will also be forgiven by others. A forgiving spirit allows you to let go of the past and embrace a compelling new future. Harboring anger, resentment, you know, any of those negative feelings towards somebody, regardless of whether or not they deserve it, that poisons you. It poisons you and your growth. It limits your growth. But when you embrace forgiveness, your level of personal success will become boundless. This is so, so, so important. It holds you back. When we hold resentment, it holds us back. Forgiveness, this is, this is another one to write down. Forgiveness is a decision, not an emotion. It's a decision. If we approach it through our emotions, our emotions inevitably drag us the other way. But if you will notice, emotions follow decisions. When we decide to forgive, our emotions will follow along. Forgiveness is about you. Trust is about them. And again, another one to write down right here. If you got a pen and paper, forgiveness is about you. Trust is about them. Forgiveness is about the past and trust is about the future. There is one person to forgive that if you don't, your effectiveness will suffer more than any other. You can probably guess that person is you. You have to forgive yourself first. We've piled so much onto our shoulders. You know, there's so many things we've intended to do that we didn't do. So many promises that we didn't keep. So many goals that we set that we didn't achieve. So many things that have piled up. And the weight can be crushing. It can keep you subdued, submersed in this guilt. It can keep you just... You can't get out. You ever feel like you're stuck in a loop? Typically, it's because you, you, you're not forgiving yourself. We all make mistakes. We all fail. We all screw up. That is nothing new. It's, it's, it's deciding to forgive yourself, understanding that we're human, understanding that there's no possible way on this earth that we can be perfect. That's when it's time to forgive yourself. 
so important. So again, forgive yourself, begin anew. The simple act, this simple act will change your life. From this day forward, your history needs to stop controlling your destiny. Don't let your past control your future. Your life has now just begun. You know, your forgiveness is valuable only when you give it away. Forgiveness, forgive the people who don't ask for it. And most importantly, forgive yourself. So the exercise around this is really, really, really powerful. This is one that, you know, if you're struggling with all of the other decisions here that we've talked about, it might be because you can't forgive yourself, right? If you are writing down your limiting beliefs, you're writing down your fears, writing all down your self-doubt, and you start to spiral and you start to, you know, talk negative again to yourself, say, I can't do it. You know, I can't get out of this. I can't get ahead. They don't understand. I'm in a different situation. My situation's worse. That might be because we're not forgiving ourselves, right? We all have our own issues. So we are all our own worst critic, right? We're all our own worst critic. And judgment is a double-edged sword. In order, in order to liberate yourself, to, be forgive, to begin to forgive others, you must forgive yourself first. So right now, you know, if you're listening to this, pause this, take some time, but list the things that you need to forgive yourself for right now. And it could be a long list, but write them out. Understand we're not perfect. Understand that everybody makes mistakes, but it's what you choose to do right now. So now that you've written them out, um, list the other people that you need to forgive and what you need to forgive them for. So after you forgive yourself, write out who you need to forgive and what you, what you need to forgive them for. Think about that. Take some time with this. Release the weight that you have been carrying around. It is only preventing you from becoming the very best version of yourself. Because if our thoughts dictate our actions, then that means changing our thoughts will, or sorry, if our, yeah, if our thoughts dictate our actions or our decisions, that means that changing our thoughts will change our decisions and our actions. So that means that if you take ownership for the past and you forgive yourself and you start changing the way you think right now, you have a chance of changing your actions. You have a chance of changing your decisions. You have a chance of changing your future. If you make that decision right now. Love that. Final decision. This one went quick, but packed with value. I will persist without exception. I will persist without exception. I will continue despite exhaustion. I acknowledge the fact that most people quit when exhaustion sets in, but I'm not most people. I'm stronger than most people. Average people accept exhaustion as a matter of course. I do not. Average people compare themselves with other people. That is precisely why they are average. I compare myself to my potential. I am not average. I see exhaustion as a precursor to victory. Committing to the persistent decision means you accept responsibility. You constantly seek wisdom. Decision number two, you never stop being 
a person of action. Decision number three, you have a decided heart. Decision number four, you choose to be happy every single day. Decision number six, and that you greet each day with a forgiving spirit. Every single one of the other six decisions hinges on your acceptance of the seventh. I will persist without exception. It is the one that brings them all together. And as Kyle mentioned before, how long must a child try to walk before they actually do so? How long must I work to succeed before I actually do so? A child would never ask this question for the answer doesn't matter. By persisting without exception, my outcome, my success is assured. If you never quit, there's no way you can fail. Fear disrupts you and keeps you from your goals. Fear and worry are interest paid in advance on something that may never even come to pass. Let's say that again. Fear and worry are interest paid in advance on something that may never even come to pass. Almost everything that you are fearing right now that is preventing you from living your dream is a fear of an event or thing that might happen in the future that has not happened yet. And that is what you are holding yourself back for. Think about that. If you really take that in context, think about how silly that really is. You are scared and afraid of something in the future that has not even happened yet. And that is what is preventing you from your goal. Times of stress and uncertainty have always produced the greatest people. The strongest steel is produced from the hottest fire. And that's what you need to think about for yourself. There are generations yet unborn whose very lives depend upon the choices you make because everything you do matters. Not just for you, not just for your family, not just for your hometown. Everything you do matters to all of us forever. And when this podcast is being recorded, I'm down in Florida on a, on a business trip and, and I reread this book on the way down. Again, the book is Andy Andrews, The Seven Decisions. And when he talks about the seventh decision, he references a act from the Civil War by a general whose name was Chamberlain. And it was during the Battle of Gettysburg. And he talks about how he was on the far flank on the far left-hand side. And he was told that if that flank folds, if that line breaks, the entire battle would have been changed. So from the Union side, that was the North, they were holding off these attackers from the South, from the Alabama side. They were actually a company from Alabama. And I'm sharing this example because it's so freaking powerful but they held them back five or six times. And there was only maybe 70 of them left against a couple hundred and they couldn't sustain any longer. And Chamberlain in that moment said, fix bayonets. And there was probably 70 of them left against hundreds. And they were coming, they were running up this, they were running up this hill and they knew that if they got around them, that was it. They would have taken the battle of Gettysburg. And in that moment, he says, fix bayonets. And all of these people look at him like, we don't have any ammo. We got nothing left. Like we're screwed. We're going to lose. So he jumps over and he starts running down the hill. And in that moment, as a leader, the rest of his company followed him. And it didn't matter that they were beaten. It didn't matter that they had no ammunition. They ran down that, they ran down that hill 
at the South and they were screaming and they were just, that was it. They were ready to die. And because they had committed at that level, the advancing troops laid their arms down and they won the battle all because one person made a decision. And the reason I bring this up is had they lost the battle of Gettysburg, chances are they would have lost the war. The North wouldn't have won. So when you look back on that one example that Andy Andrews references in this book, one man's decision to lead a company into almost an unwinnable situation at that very moment resulted in them winning the battles of Gettysburg and ultimately winning the war. So that one decision in that one moment changed the course of history. And we all have that power. So just think about that. And I highly recommend you pick that book up. But here's one passage from the book that I want to wrap up with. Know this. You are different. I can't really see that. There has never been anyone like you and there will never be again. Your spirit, your thoughts, your feelings, your ability to reason, all of these things exist collectively only in you. Your eyes are incomparable. They are windows to a soul that is also uniquely yours. A single strand of your hair contains DNA that can only be traced to you. Of the multitudes that have come before you and the multitudes that may follow, not one of them duplicates the formula by which you are made. You are different from everyone else. You are special. You are chosen. The qualities, many of them rare, that make you one of a kind are no accident. Why have you been created different and unique from everyone else? You have been made different so that you might make a difference. Let me say that again. You have been made different so that you might make a difference. In some way, you are changing the world. Every choice you make and action you take matters. Every choice you do not make, every action you do not take matters just as much. Millions of lives are being altered caught up in a chain of events initiated by you this very day. You choose what chain of events you will initiate, whether you realize it or not. And I hope that's some healthy perspective for anybody, again, listening to this in real time or listening back to the recording of this. Every exercise that we've just taken you through through these seven decisions is extremely important. And you can make a decision to not do them. You can make a decision to just listen to this, consume some content and move on with your day, or you can make a decision to really dive into it, to list out your fears, to write the opposite, to forgive yourself, to forgive others, to move forward from today in a better place. And as a result of that, create a ripple effect that truly can change the world. But it's a choice. You can either make it or not. And I would encourage you to think about the inspiration that you can be to others by choosing to be an inspiration to yourself. So again, here's the seven decisions. Kyle, you want to run through this and close this out? Yeah, to close it out, I appreciate that. That was super powerful, uh, Brett. Um, and then just the reiteration of the seven decisions. You know, we started with the buck stops here, right? You are responsible for your past and your future. I will seek wisdom. I will be a servant to others. And then I, decision number three, I'm a person of action. I'm going to seize the moment. I'm going to choose right now. Like Brett said, you can choose to take some action, do some of these exercises, dig deep, dive, dive in, change your life. Or you can just soak, soak up some content and uh, hope it, you know, hope it helps. Decision number four, I have a decided heart, right? 
When you have a decided unwavering heart, my destiny is assured. And then decision number five, today I will choose to be happy. It starts with you. It starts within. None of the external things that you think make you happy actually make you happy. You choose to be happy based upon what you think those external things actually do for you. <laughs> you know, the power, the, the value that you put upon them. But true happiness comes from within. I'm a grateful, I'm a, I am the possessor of a grateful spirit. Decision number six, I will greet this day with a forgiving spirit. So important. And it starts with forgiving yourself. And then decision number seven, I will persist without exception. Right? I am a person of great faith. The difference between you and the person that has what you want is persistent action. It's being okay with being uncomfortable. It's pushing through the fear. That's the difference. And that summarizes the seven decisions. Love it. Back nice you, job, Kyle. So just in closing, thank you to everybody that jumped on. Again, we do these live Zoom recordings every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The benefit of jumping on live is you get a chance to do some engagement, Q&A session afterwards, and meet some amazing people that are all part of this community here. So thank you to everybody, whether you're listening live, you're listening back to the podcast recording to another episode of the Grow to Gold podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Give us a like, a review. It helps us to organically grow the show. And we look forward to seeing you next time for another episode of the Grow to Gold podcast. Take care and have a good day.